are listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. A level-headed movie critic meets a loudmouth movie cynic. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh boy! So, we're about to talk Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but it is worth noting that this marks the official start of year three, Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. Yes! Yes! We did it! We fooled a lot of you folks into thinking that we were calling it, <laughs> calling it a show at episode 100. No way, man. No way. No way. We're here. It's only going to get more insane. This is, this is episode 105. And five. That marks officially two years. So with our first episode, we railed on a Hollywood blockbuster, Jurassic World. Yep. With our first episode of our second year, we railed on... Independence Day resurgence. And we walked out of the theater. And we walked out of the theater. Correct. A summer blockbuster mm-hmm. from last year. Yep. This year's big summer blockbuster, I would say, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Our our third <laughs> sequel slash reboot slash Hollywood behemoth. To kick off a season. To kick off a season. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. James? Starring Chris Platt. Chris Platt. What's up, Chris? And uh, In Jurassic World. Chris Platt and Zoe Zanthelli. <laughs> and Zoe Zanthelli. Welcome Zina back. Zena Avocado. Zena or... Avocado. That oh was a my good God, episode. That was a good episode. We got good fan mail, babe. We sure one. did. Excellent. Um, <laughs> James, before we, we roll into Guardians of the Galaxy 2, for context for people, mm-hmm. have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy 1? I did. What'd you think? It was all right. Yeah. Is... Ah, okay. <laughs> I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I liked it. I thought it was pretty original compared to the rest of the stuff Marvel was pumping out at the time. Pleasantly surprised. Some good action sequences, interesting characters. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, here we are. First impressions before you went into the theater, and why did you go to the theater? Since we just recently, you know, made an episode called Why You Should Not (laughs) See a Movie, and said we vote with our dollars. Oh, my God. So you ended up in the theater seeing this film... Let's explain. Just oh, because I have a podcast. Just, <laughs> because I have a podcast that we have, we have a few hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of fans and family and friends, and they want to know. They want to know what we think, Kyle. I swear, just like Jurassic World, for Christ's sakes. Here I am, like two years later. I swore I wouldn't go see this movie, <laughs> and I just found myself alone on an afternoon after doing a lot of yard work and whatnot. And I was like, all right. Cultural curiosity slash podcast slash service to my fans. Shout out to my fans. Shout out to our fans. Shout out. I said, all right. And I went to go see this, Kyle. Am I doing opening thoughts now? Yeah. Did you, did you one please it? Yeah, I did. One please it. Yeah, opening thoughts. Total fucking garbage. <laughs> total. Were those your pre or post or both? Oh, my thoughts. God. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't think it would be total garbage going in. I just didn't want to see it. And I knew it was going to be just so run of the mill. Like, and then, Kyle, we'll get to it later. The fastest I've ever checked out of a movie in my entire <laughs> life. I was checked out, as Andrea likes to say. Shout out to Andrea. I checked out of this movie the fastest I've ever... Checked out almost mentally, instantly. but you did stay in the theater yes, from start to finish, correct? Yep, yep, yep. All the way through the credits, huh? All the way through the credits where I 
I know what the what happens at the end scene credits. I don't give a. <laughs> you go ahead, please. God. Opening thoughts. I didn't know what to expect at all. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy one enough that I was interested in seeing the second one. So I went with the fiance and some friends, and we went and saw it. And uh, whilst I was entertained by the spectacle, the cinematography was interesting to me. There were lots of very interesting uh, scenes in terms of choreography, camera focus, types of uh, unique things that they were focusing on in the scenes, some interesting cinematography all around. I walked away feeling completely ripped off <laughs> in the fact that... I can't wait to splice that into a best of. All right, keep going. In the fact <laughs> that what I feared has now come to light and has derailed everything in that there there is this looked like the innovative part of the franchise and what a good point you're about it to make. immediately just became the derivation they hit it and they were like no 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 we got a fan base for this no more chances we're done take a chance on another intellectual property not this and they just did the exact same fucking movie even more boring, though. And yep. no intrigue, no characters that I was invested in this time around. Nothing besides, you know, just the visuals of it. Uh, really, honestly, I was visually appeased throughout. And there was one scene that I can think of that I thought was funny. And I was just kind of bored with the rest of it. Just kind of bored. Kyle, so many of the jokes fell flat. They did. Fucking unbelievable. Unfunny, falling flat. Like, didn't they have, like, flatulence humor and whatnot in there? Well, they certainly had just, like, weird, vulgar humor at times. They like, did. This is Disney. Like, yeah. What, what, what? Anyway, can I can I read our exchange? Yes. All right. <laughs> Since we're doing opening thoughts, I, I saw this movie way before Kyle. And uh, he finally got around to seeing it, and I asked him via text message. So that's what I'm going to read here, an exchange. I said, give me a quick reaction to Guardians. He says, Guardians reaction. Fine. <laughs> I go, fine, huh? You are far kinder than I. And he says, it's just fine. Said with no emotion, resignation, fine. I said, gotcha. I'm going to keep going. Can you go? Keep going. I said, gotcha. And here I go. I just love how similar it is to Age of Ultron in that nothing happens. Right? <laughs> and this is where Kyle is so good at this. Kyle, you're really good at this. This Thanks. is brilliant. I'm going to read Kyle's text message verbatim. Here we go. It was so exactly similar to everything Marvel and so safe. We are seeing a shift where comic book franchises exist to spin long yarns with characters over decades. The medium, meaning comic books, has moved to film and thus we will have safe stories where they will start and end in the exact same place so they can continue banking off the characters until the statistics say people don't care anymore. Then they'll either kill them, mix it up somehow crazily with a risk, or just abandon and move on. No inspiration, all math. Kyle, that is so fucking brilliant. <laughs> and that's, that's I reacted to him. I piggied, I piggied via text. And I wrote, holy cow, you're right. Most of the movies, Age of Ultron, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, all the Thor movies, all the Iron Man movies, 
are the equivalent of the monthly release of a comic that nobody cares about because <laughs> nothing happens. Yep. Right? Yep. It's it's true. Like you, if you were a fan of a comic and you followed it for all twelve issues, however many issues it came out, it was guaranteed that a ton of those issues would be like, oh, this sucked. Mm-hmm. Like disposable villain, nothing, no no plot advancement, no character development, no character, just starting and ending in the same spot. I I found that to be brilliant. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> it's, it, it is, it's just incredible that it, kind of overnight, once film could catch up to the oh, visuals so of yeah. comic books, overnight, that that would be the next step in a super medium for this type of thing. Because it's the comic books are, I uh, mean, for everybody to each their own. Again, I'm going to generalize here, but. They're, they're looking at something fantastical that couldn't have been portrayed elsewhere besides in things like books. But you add visual appeal to it. You add interesting artists that worked on comic books and some incredible uh, inspirational development in new types of superheroes. That's what comic books were founded on. The new. It was creating something new yourself, making your own storylines. Now we have people that are, are running their whole careers on creating like a new Batman comic. We don't need a new fucking Batman or Superman comic <laughs> ever again in the history of ever. We don't. And we've translated it enough to film and media that we've said all that we can say with that. And anything else is a joke. They're, unless they come up with something original and don't just design each one of these movies to tell the origin story for the superhero that they're ripping off of a a nearly hundred-year franchise of something like Superman. <laughs> they, there needs to be a new development. You can put anything on the screen, and what you choose to do is just go from the well because you know that it'll make you money, and while you could innovate and take on interesting ch- talent to make new kinds of heroes and new types of visual things that would be appealing. Because we like the visually appealing things. It's inherently interesting to see new and unique stuff on screen. None of this is new and unique. It has all been It has all been on the pages, and now it is on the screen in the exact same way, same characters, same motivations, same origin stories, and we know now that it will continue along that path to the same conclusions in every regard that there will be no risk and that that will be the end of it. So fucking make something new with all the bullshit toys and tools that you have in your pocket because this is outrageous at this point. Kyle, that's so brilliant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some fuel to your fire right now. <sighs> all of this, all of the Avengers movies, all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, they're all building up to the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, the Infinity Wars. We keep hearing about it. We keep uh, seeing... Thanos dropped on the screen every once in a while at the end credits. That is also a storyline that already got done. Uh-huh. Like that is an existing comic book storyline from like the I think the late '80s or the early '90s. And every arc, everything. <laughs> so this all, all of it already exists. Oh my god! So and whatever nerd is going to nitpick and say that they're doing anything in a slightly different way, you're being played. Yeah. Because any small derivation from that is irrelevant. All right. Here's, here's another thing I want to add to this. This is why your spot-on analysis that taking the risks is that within the template that is Marvel movies, 
now you have like a sub template or a formula, sub formula that is the Guardians of the Galaxy formula. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? Yes. You take a you take a snappy like upbeat '70s slash '80s soundtrack, set it to some action scenes, uh, have really like sort of self aware humor of all the characters in it, right? And there you go, that's your movie. Like a soundtrack that plays like continuously throughout, you know. Mm -hmm. Brandon, you're a fine, you're a fine. If I hear that song one more fucking time, I had that song uh, on my fucking phone because I liked it. Now I hate it. You know? That is I, so funny. And so that's what you do. You you take the whole movie and you set it to a soundtrack, right? And the you just mix in some superheroes and you make them like do fart jokes and whatnot and a, a really uh, irreverent fucking rat raccoon looking thing. And boom, they move it. And this is why I got pissed off so much more because they took that formula from the first one that was firmly placed from the first one and they added a Disney-eyed toy to it. You see what I'm saying? I see they said, you know what? Everything about Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful. You know what would make it even more successful? You know what would sell even more things? You know what would make it even broader appeal to audiences? If we popped, if we took one of the characters, killed it, brought it back to life as a stuffed animal kind of thing, or like some weird little fucking toy with, of course, the giant outsized Disney eyes, uh -huh. the head way too big for the body. There's science behind this. They yeah. have studied you up and down, and they're playing you like a fucking fiddle. We are, of course, referencing the baby Groot The five-minute-long toy commercial that the movie began with? Yes. Are you kidding me? And that was James's checkout moment, oh. as you can attest to. Done. The second that it turned on and the baby Groot came on, that was it. And you know, here's the thing. When they do the third one, they'll take that same formula. They'll come up with more, like, a mixture of, like, soft and hard 70s, 80s rock, right? They'll... Been a whole soundtrack out of it. They'll go nowhere with the story. But now Baby Groot is an adolescent Groot. Remember that cut scene from the uh -huh. end? So now they'll have all the jokes of like, oh, he'll be a detached teenager who's more concerned with texting. And, and he'll like probably be texting, but at the same time shoot his arm out without even looking and kill some fucking villain off screen. And we'll all crack up about it because, oh, now he's a teenager. So do you see how we're just being manipulated? Yes. And <laughs> yes. <what> is, yes, <laughs> I see it. Then the oh, most, it's so fucking aggravating. It is aggravating. And what is even more aggravating about this to me is that there is an audience that has no exposure to this. For instance, yeah. myself. I had no exposure to these types of comics and things. So it was inherently interesting at first when I saw the first movie that there was something a little bit different. And it was a departure from what I had seen before, but there are differences in in the the world that we live in now, the types of people that are seeing movies and things like this, and the massive marketing campaign that is behind all of these things. There are less there there are less movies. The people that go to the movie and enjoy it and like the soundtrack and enjoy the characters and had fun are not the problem. You're not the problem that you enjoyed it. Because again, they've studied you and they know what you will enjoy. It is enjoyable inherently in some way, but recognizing how taken advantage of we are in that there is an esteem lack of effort or innovation or anything put onto this besides just absolute pandering to everybody 1000%. And not just pandering, to you, the fan of Guardians of the Galaxy 1, pandering to anybody that they possibly can with the Baby Groot toy, 
with the the humor that could play to the all age audiences, with the jokes for the adults, with the fact that the story will start and end in exactly the same place. Fuck you if you're going to tell me that a character or somebody dies or disappears oh or anything. It doesn't matter. None of those things mattered mm. anyway. They did the math and they determined it didn't matter. It started and it ended in exactly the same spot and will continue to do so over and over again while we endlessly consume it and we don't think about anything. It doesn't doesn't generate any thoughts. Oh, daddy issues or whatever. No. <laughs> this is a, a fantasy, non-reality, complete fabrication. Don't say that it's fodder for, you know, greater issues or anything like that. There's nothing involved in this that provokes deep thought or anything. It's just a vehicle designed to get your money. And while it was... While it was fun to see something like that adapted for the first time on screen, fucking sequels are such bullshit anyway that why not just take the whole canon or idea of something like that and just go whole hog and make something that will stand the, the test of time and utilize all those resources to put together something awesome. Because nobody is going to go back fucking 20 years from now, probably even 10 years from now. God, I hope not. Nobody, nobody is going to go back and is going to, all right, sit down and be like, class, let's analyze the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, this is an example of world building in film and is important because smur to smur while you sit down and watch 70,000 hours of fucking Marvel commercialism pump down your throat. That's not what it's there for. Movies like this are a fun, entertaining distraction, and it's turned into a way to just latch on to ad addictive senses of our brains and and pickpocket us. Pickpocket us. Kyle, I like that. Can I I'm gonna I'm gonna here's the thing. Let me let me back up for a second. The baby group, right? Here's what <laughs> Let's back up to the start. Here's here's baby one of the well, well before I get to baby group, I'll I'll say this. I love what, the way you phrase it, that this movie started, ended exactly where it began, right? And here's why. In the first Guardians of the Galaxy, they made a big to-do about who could Star-Lord's father be? <gasps> who could his father be? Oh, and you had to deal with the internet, like, wondering who his father could be from years between these two fucking movies, right? Whatever it was, months. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes around. Who's his father? We find, we find out. <gasps> his father's proto-god, Kirk Russell, right? Uh -huh. And then his father's bad, so his father gets killed, and that's it. Done. 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 We're right back where we started from. A relevant storyline was irrelevant. Ding, ding, ding. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. All that hype for nothing, right? What is the meaning of it? What does it mean? All right, here's the thing. he killed his father that... That he never knew. That he never knew that has powers. That, that we also have. never knew. Like, what? What's the meaning? There's no meaning. All right, here's another thing. Here's, here's another reason why the baby group thing pissed me off so bad. It's because we know that a number of years ago, Disney bought Marvel, right? Disney bought fucking everything. They haven't bought me yet, right? They haven't bought Loud and Sing yet. They bought everything. Um, they own 13 of your dollars. But a lot of, yeah, a lot of times, they, they're, they're sort of like behind this. Like, okay, it's, it's Disney. It's Disney-owned, but ESPN still clearly has like its own feel, right? For example. Okay, but to me, Baby Girl was like the shameless Disneyfication, like, so descarado, and that works way better in Spanish, like faceless, 
just shameless Disneyfication right in your right in your fucking face right at the beginning of the movie. Hey, no doubt about it anymore. This is the toy. We want to sell it. We're going to put some music on it. We're going to have a dance in front of you for like three and a half minutes. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? I do. I'm surprised Sebastian from The Little Mermaid didn't fucking come out <laughs> and then join hands with the snowman from Frozen and from the fucking parrot from Aladdin and every teacup from fucking Beauty. Like, do you see? Uh-huh. It was such shameless Disneyfication because every Disney movie needs a little fucking cute sidekick or something like that. Yep. Oh, my God. All right, here's one more thing, because you said this. You said, like, what's the point? Like, these movies aren't going to be analyzed for years to come. They're not They're not going to be part of any, like, you know, historical, like, breakdown of the law, academic breakdown. I was ranting about this movie one time in front of a bunch of people, and this one person came by, like, so dismissive. I, I swear to God, I almost, like, went nuts. <laughs> um, I was going to say something way worse, but anyway. Um, they were, hey, what do you think about James's rant? <laughs> I just think movies like this aren't meant to be taken seriously. They're just meant to be enjoyed. And I was like, all right. I don't know if you were listening to my actual rant, you fuck face. But I never said this movie was supposed to be taken seriously. I'm pissed off that it's blatant commercialization. And you're actually adding to my argument because you're saying, this is the moment where you just turn your brain off and just watch it and enjoy it. Like, yeah, that's exactly what I have a problem with, Uh asshole, you know? (laughs) It was classic straw man, right? Classic, Uh, you see what I'm saying there? Yes. I never accused it of, like, being responsible for stimulating my deep thought. Uh Go ahead, Kyle, I'm done. No, that's No, I'm not done with everything, I'm done with that second. That's that's the fabulous point of it all, is where do we we say nay? (laughs) At what point do we say nay? Where, where do we draw the line between, like, things that are entertaining and things that uh, would be exciting, something new or something visual that's interesting, something that's entertaining? Wh- where's the merit in it? What, what does it have to have? How long does it have to exist? How much of us do we have to invest in it? Uh, where do we draw the line? And I think that it's... It's easier to see than people really believe. Um, that it's very easy to see when something becomes derivative. And that's what we're talking about right now. Because you have to separate your thoughts of your enjoyment of something from your understanding of its value. And you, you're, paying for, you're paying and saying that it's valuable. You're not paying and saying that it's entertaining. Lots of things are entertaining. But you're paying and denoting it value, mm-hmm. inherent value, over and over and over again, instead of that it's an entertainment vessel and that that's the end of it. The more it gets support, the more it has that inherent value, and that's where society will go, instead of the fact that something that you could take a minute out of your day to shut off your brain and watch an episode of a TV show or a movie. There are a lot of other movies besides Marvel movies that do have value hidden in them with good writing and acting and real messages in them that are also entertaining. Yeah. So, so keep those blame. things in mind. Oh, good God. Know I... when you feel entertained and when you actually value something. Yeah. Very well said, Kyle. Jeez, I'm to blame. <laughs> I'm keep my money in my damn wallet. Just keep stuffing it in my mattress. <laughs> All right, anyway, I want to nitpick a little bit. Can I nitpick? Nitpick. All right, here we go. Kyle, Because, again, 
I was entertained by this movie. I said that right up front. It was visually interesting a lot of times. There was one scene that I thought was funny, and I was, I was entertained for the night. But I'm talking about all of this from a different perspective right now. So give us your nitpicks. All right, here's some nitpick. I'm going to nitpick a little bit. After the toy commercial, after they uh, steal, they kill that big giant space worm, and they're running away from the golden people. What were they called? I don't remember. All right, they're, they're running away because the raccoon stole some batteries, right? I have never had to suspend my disbelief more in a movie that not one of them fucking ships could hit them. <laughs> they were at times surrounded in all in the X, Y, and Z dimension by those little golden ship pods, and not a single one of them could connect. It was on. The screen was so littered with shit, Kyle. It was way worse than any scene from the Three Matrix movies where those squids were flying around everywhere. Yep. It reminded me of that, but it took it to a whole new level. It was like, insane. how the fuck are they not getting blown out of the smithereens <laughs> right now? How are they not getting uh, – they were the worst – it was the worst shooting and the worst example of, like, misfiring I've ever seen in my life. And it came very close – it reminded me very much of The Matrix with all the squids around. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yep. And episode two, Attack of the Clones, when Jango Fett was chasing Obi-Wan around through the asteroid field. Uh -huh. And Jango Fett's guns were going off at, like, 70,000 shots per minute. And couldn't hit Obi Wan not once. Remember that? I was like, and he's right on his ass. That's a good sound effect. Thanks, man. Do you remember that, though? <laughs> I do. Absolutely. I was like, how could how? Like, well, the Force, James. Oh my God! All right, <laughs> Disney so that, owns the Force. Now, now. now they own Star Wars. They own the Force. And uh, don't Disney clutch Star Wars? It's, oh, it already has. It already has. It's happened already. It already has. Uh, well, actually, Star Wars is a great example of Disneyfication before Disneyfication too. Pretty much. <laughs> Ewoks. So they they uh they kind of did that together. Okay, next nitpick. The the Sly Stallone. Why was Sylvester Stallone in this why? movie? Why? Why? For one reason. Because the only character development, if you will, or plot advancement, if you will, the only thing that you can argue is that that blue-headed guy died. The one that whistles his arrow through everybody's... By the way, like how how family friendly is this movie that people are getting their internal organs pierced by a fucking flying lance? Yep. Holy shit! It's hyper violent. And it was hyper violent. Sylvester Stallone was the selling point, the trailer fodder to get you know the fucking butch cousin to go and see the movie too. I don't want to see fucking Guardians together. It's Sylvester Stallone's in it. No, oh, okay. All right, maybe you'll be cool. In it. You know, just round out a. A, a demographic thing. Well, he was also in it because they needed they needed the audience to feel compassion for when that blue-headed guy died. Right. So they bring in Sylvester Stallone. You're not part of it. What do they call it? Like the rank of the squadron? Five minutes. Just to set up the fact that you'll never get the proper funeral. Unpredictably at the end of the movie. Oh, he gets the proper funeral. With all the fireworks and all that shit. That's the only reason he was in the movie. Uh -huh. To be like, you're no honor among thieves. That whole BS shit. Which is all garbage. <sighs> Yeah. All right, last nitpick I have for you. Okay. The music. <laughs> oh, my God. They they are so formulaic with this music that there's a scene when Baby Groot has to break them all out of that prison. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And he's, some of these fucking gags went on way too long. Baby Groot brought like 12 items over. I was like, enough. Yeah. This wasn't funny to begin with. All right, anyway. When they finally get the right thing, they open up the jail cell and they're, they're going to break out, right? The, the guy's going to have to whistle his arrow and destroy, slaughter everybody. Yep. Um, one of the characters, I think it was the blue-headed guy, was like, hey, what's some of that music that Star Wars Lord likes to listen to? 
and miraculously, out of nowhere, it queues up. They're in enemy, they're in an enemy jail on an enemy ship, and somehow they just decided, no, music's gotta play during this massive slaughter scene. So music played out of nowhere. I'm wired in. It's insane. They're, so they just queued it up. So now the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy, no matter what the setting, they can be in the middle of a fucking desert, right? Uh -huh. They'd be like, oh, we haven't had music in five minutes. Uh, could somebody just cue up some music from the sky, please? That's essentially <laughs> what they did in that moment. Do you remember this? I do, absolutely. Music played out of nowhere. <laughs> and they were aware of it. How often in movies are characters aware of the music playing in the background around them? When they break the fourth wall. <laughs> what a garbage. What a piece of garbage. This whole movie was like Age of Ultron also in another way. Here's my last nitpick. I already said, but here's another one. <laughs> and then it was all like family therapy. You know? Yeah. The sisters got, they got a feud going on, so they got to solve that. That got solved at the end. Star-Lord, daddy issues. Solve that with a giant Pac-Man fight at the end. <laughs> Right? Mm -hmm. uh, the the, uh, the big cock diesel guy, Dave Bautista, whatever his name is in the yeah. movie. Um, what's his name? Uh, Drax. Drax. He's got to overcome like being socially awkward and offending that like you know mosquito-headed looking girl, right? Uh -huh. I don't know why I said mosquito. It's more like some sort of insect. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking she? about? Yeah. She a cricket insect, or something? Right? Yeah. Whatever the hell she is. <laughs> Mantis. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Kyle, this movie was such garbage. I'm, uh, I'm done with it. Yeah. Are you done? You, you, you take done. it. Take it. Yeah. No, that's enough for me. Um, that's a good way to start year three, I think. <laughs> start uh, where we ended, right? <laughs> right back in the beginning. Hollywood blockbuster rant. Oh, boy. We're right back where we started. Hey, it's... Hey, look at that. It's poetic. Yeah. Wow. I'm a poet, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to do grades. Give it a grade, James. I wonder what you'll say. F. 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 goes F. F for garbage. This was, I, I like I told you, Kyle, record-setting checkout time. I'm going to say for myself a D. And that is because I did enjoy a couple of things in terms of the cinematography. Can I, you give me one specific? I can, yeah. So... <laughs> So talking, you keep saying that, and I can't yes. think of shit. I will, I will tell you. So I thought that the beginning scene was interesting, not because of Baby Groot, but because what they did was they juxtaposed most of the action and the spectacle into the background, kind of in the, in the out-of-focus area, yeah. um, while they had a foreground action going on. And that was interesting to me. There's another, there's another movie example... Uh, in the second Conjuring film, where they do a lot of a lot of about this, yeah. a lot of tricks and plays, kind of in the in the background and in the out of focus areas, and where where there's a little bit more of a of implications to things like that. That those types of things are interesting to me inherently. Yeah. When you see something in a new way, instead of oh my god, did you see Doctor Strange? Total garbage. Oh fuck, we should do Doctor Strange sometime. <laughs> um, like in Doctor Strange, when they did the whole bullshit, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie. I don't even have to spoil it. They did all the bullshit at the end, and it's just like the giant spectacle and everything. It's like everything plays out exactly the same, and all, I mean, all the shots were ripped from Inception. I mean, it was just, there was no inspiration on any account of filmmaking technique. And there were moments in this film where they did some interesting things, whether it was with camera work or with the uh the the colorist on the film did a good job with some things the little nitpicks like that 
right. which I don't even want to waste time talking about because <laughs> I didn't note them as I was going through the movie because inherently I didn't care, and thus it gets a D minus. Giving it a D minus. You lowered it at the last There second. it is. Well, with that, we're out of time. Thanks for listening. Loud and set with Kyle and James. Year three, we love movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Check us out on YouTube and iTunes and where you find podcasts. We're there. Let us know what you thought about Guardians of the Galaxy. All you fans out there. Send, you know, Kyle, us, Kyle, send us your hate mail. I've seen a couple of documentaries. We've got to do some documentaries. Yeah. I, I got, we got some good Let's do it. That's know. a great idea. Loud on the set, gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Go out and see some good movies. Have a wonderful time. See you later. And cut. <laughs>